So, everyone, the big news is we're pregnant. And the other big news is I'm upgrading the brakes on my Mustang. <coughs> if you really love cars, Auto One. G'day, it's Nick from the Talk and Power podcast. This is part two of our 100th episode. So we hope you've listened to part one. If you haven't, go back and have a listen to part one. It was, it was, um, it was a great, great event. Uh, but here's part two. Uh, thanks for tuning in. The Auto One Customer Loyalty Program, the Auto One Club, has been designed to provide privileges to loyal customers. Head on over to www.autoone.com.au and click on the club membership tab or alternatively head into your local Auto One store and ask about the benefits that come with being a loyal Auto One club member. While you're in the store, be sure to check out Auto One's extensive range of impact automotive garage tools, floor mats and coolant. The impact automotive range offers quality products at affordable prices. From a three-ton heavy duty trolley jack to an adjustable mechanic seat. The Impact Automotive range has a garage tool that'll suit your needs. The range has also well over 20 different types of floor and boot mats to suit your ride. They come in rubber or fabric with a PVC backing to stop slipping. Also in the range is an extensive choice of coolant. Whether it be pre-mixed or concentrate, the long life range of red and green Impact Automotive coolant is bound to have a product that suits your needs. To view the full range of Impact Automotive products, head on over to www.auto1.com.au or visit one of their stores. Auto One is committed to bringing you the brands you know and trust at great prices. Coupled with their team's knowledge and experience, Auto One, it's the one. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, we've got another guest with us. We've got Claude Daliesi, or Delis, as he preferred to be called. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> hey, Claude, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on the podcast. My uh, pleasure. Tell us, HG Monaro GDS. Yep. 350. Yep, 427. Oh, it's 427 now, is it? Okay. I missed that in the notes. You left that bit out, Claude. That's all right. Anyway, Claude, tell us, you've had the car for a long, long time. You purchased that thing 35 years ago for yep. 1800 bucks. Yep. And you reckon you got ripped off? I did, yes. Um, it was already on sale for about $2,000 and... Um, being a young apprentice, so I didn't have that big a budget that then. So I took my dad down there, never bought a car at all. Um, had a look at it, and I'm there, nah, it's not worth $2,000. But I think the guy really saw that I was really keen. Um, started to negotiate, my dad sort of stayed right back from it, and then we settled on $1,800. I had to borrow $300 off my dad, which took me about six months to pay him back, and um, yeah, got it home. Stripped it on a Friday, had it, no, got home on a Friday, had it stripped on the Sunday, and that's why she's had for 26 years. So, wow. That's, yeah. 
So tell us, yeah, you stripped it. You had it stripped by Sunday. Yep. Uh, and you had all the great. Like, I guess we all do. We have, we have all the great intentions of of, um, of doing it. It stayed at your mum and dad's house for twenty five years. Yeah. And your dad was threatening to take it to to Sims. Yes, on many numerous occasions. Yeah. Dad, dad's dad's cut in and said, Claude, get that car. Get either do something with it, or I'm going to take it to Sims. Basically, yes, but the issue I had was I was now living in Perth. This yep. was back in Adelaide, so yeah, okay. I had to get my um, my brothers go over there and keep an eye on it, make sure my dad didn't do anything silly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but luckily, um, nothing happened, and we kept it. And yeah, that's about it. So tell us, Claude, 2010 rolls around. Yep. Uh, your father is diagnosed with leukemia. Leukemia. Yep. So what? Tell me, what does he say to you then? Oh, uh, he... Actually, my brother gave me a call and said uh, my dad got diagnosed and I only had about two, two or three weeks to live. Um, so I caught a plane virtually the next day. Um, found him in hospital, all, all plumbed up and all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? A um, few tears as it would, you know what I mean? I uh, spent a few weeks in hospital with him, just stayed with him and got talking a lot, which is great, you know? And... Yeah, lucky Z, he said, um, look, I prefer you to sell the car, you know what I mean, invest the money and rah, rah, but I know it's in you, build it, finish it, enjoy it. So yeah. your dad says to you, basically, get that car done. Yeah, get it done. Get it done. So yeah. the next day? Especially the next day, yeah. Um, went out, because I had some of the parts scattered all over Adelaide, and my mate's sheds and my friend's sheds and that sort of stuff. Got it all together. Uh, one of my good mates, um, he uh, was right into restorations of cars and all that sort of stuff. And he project managed the whole thing. I gave him the whole wish list. This is what I want, this is what I need. I flew back to Adelaide once a month just to keep an eye on it, see how we go, and through work as well, you know. And the car got built quick smart. Um, the the prognosis wasn't good, but for your father, was it? So no, you, it, wasn't you, good. it wasn't it wasn't good at all. So you no. you had a in your mind, you've already resolved yourself. You want to build this car yeah. ASAP, where your dad's still alive. Yeah, you got there in the end, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, um, got it done, finished, registered. Um, I sort of shipped it over here, got it registered, and as soon as it happened, I shipped mum and dad over. You know what I mean? Took her for a big cruise. Did a few things that we shouldn't have done, but anyway, kept them going. Um, okay. Because there's a bit of a history in there too, where when my my dad first got to Australia, um, my godfather had had a Monaro, yeah, and they used to play around back in those days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a big memory trip for him too, you know. And uh, yeah, it was a good day. It was a really good day. So yeah, he took dad out. He, yep. he got he got the ride in the car, yep. restored. Yeah. And now how many, that was so that was another. 12 years later? It was uh, probably another five, six oh, years later. Yeah, yeah. five, six later. Uh, 2010, two years, two, three years later. Yeah, yeah so you got it You got it knocked over yeah. pre- pretty quick. Yeah. And that's, it's a magnificent story. And uh, yeah. I'll be honest with you, Claude, you sent this through uh, during the week. And, uh, yeah, it's a touching story. And I, yeah. mean, I, I, I know... I know a few people that have read that and, and have shed a tear, to yeah. be honest with you. And, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah, I'm no different. I, I, I read that and I was, you know, it's, it's a story that really stood out to me. I actually went looking for you before and I said, 
I grabbed James. I said, get Claude here because we really <laughs> need to, to do this story. I really wanted you here, not, not just to record it out there. I think the story is, a, is an amazing story. Yeah. Where is the car? Is it? It's up. It's just down the left there. Worse, you almost towards the end against the against the wall. Yep. Platinum, okay. Platinum gold one. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I urge everyone that's here to go have a look at that car. And mm. you know, we heard Richie talk about it before about the emotion. We heard Mark's story. Mark Happy Williams. That is. We heard his story only moments ago from Richie. And you know, these stories. It's not just the car. It's, nah. It is. It's, it's about the story that's associated to, to the car. Oh, and yeah. that is an amazing story. And, look, um, I think you've done an amazing job. I've seen yeah, the car. Oh, thank uh, you. Just tell us a little bit why you're still here, why, yeah. why you're still on the table. Oh, I've still got you. Tell us a little bit about your work that you're doing with the uh, Australian Street Machine uh, Federation, the work oh. that you and Stan and, and James are doing. Yeah, basically, come from South Australia, you know the car culture over there is pretty strong. Um, and I found it very frustrating how it was very inhibitive over here and I couldn't see why, you know. So uh, I met Stan through purchasing some rims and then he started telling me about his Tirana, how, what he wanted to do to that and he can't get registered and whatnot. And I just showed him some documentation for what I went through back, uh, back in the old days when I had the Monaro, you know. Um, and that's how the group started to form, you know. And where I see Perth now is where... South Australia is 20 years ago, you know? Mm. And it's the fear of, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and it's easy for people to say no, to protect themselves. But, you know, through education and, and learning and engineers talking to the Department of Transport over there, they all learned what can and can't work, you know what I mean? And it is at a stage now where it is now in South Australia, which is fantastic. And, you know, as a business owner, I see the other side where uh, employment, you know, is, um, skilled tradesmen and women, you know what I mean? Um, spare parts, tyres, it's just a thriving industry and mm. you know we're, lo we're losing all of our manufacturing so we need things like this to keep, keep going. Yeah, know? yeah, most yeah. definitely. Claude, I really appreciate you sharing that story. It's a really yeah. emotional story and yeah. I, I appreciate you coming down here. I appreciate you bringing the car out because I know there was a an early morning phone call this morning, perhaps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you, you may have suggested to someone that you, did, you didn't want to bring it. Yeah, yeah I was having the fingers up in the air. Like, I don't know. And someone <laughs> may have convinced you, I won't mention their name, James, <laughs> to get it down here. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I really do. We, we all appreciate you bringing the car. It's not, oh, just, a, it's not just a HG Monaro GDS. It, the car represents a lot, lot, a lot more, more than that. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, appreciate your time. Well, Thanks for joining us, Thank Claude. You. Thanks for having me. Marco, thanks for joining us. No worries. Now, already we have spoken with a number of people that have still got their first car. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't believe your first car was a HQ Monaro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was back in the day when you could still buy a pretty decent one fairly cheap. So you've yeah, had about 24 years now. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Your first car. So, what you didn't, did you go to school with it or uni or? No, I, f I bought it just after school. Uh, I was going to TAFE um, and yeah, started looking around. I was always more partial to the HQs. There were a few nice HKs and things around that, yeah. but they were too expensive. They were over 10 grand. Yeah, okay. <laughs> At the time, yeah. 
so my budget was a bit less but yeah i found found a pretty nice one yeah yeah now she's a beauty so it's just over there so if you're looking at us to the left of us is uh, HQ Monaro. It's in between. I can't see that. Okay, but it's an Austin. It's an Austin over there, isn't it? It's in between the Austin and the F- FX. FX, yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful example. Reminds you of the the one that's used in the Shannon's commercial, actually, just a different colour. But so, tell us a little bit about the car then. Yeah, I bought it in '96. Um, you know, it had the usual modifications of a '90s car: mags, Hornet scoop, and things like that. Um, uh, still had the original motor. It was, a, it was originally a 253 four-speed, uh, and I've found out since then it was bought new in January 72 at Melville Motors. Mm-hmm. So it was always a Perth car. Um, and, yeah, I drove it around for a year or two, and then um, I wanted to get it painted and get a few things fixed up. So uh, it was off the road. It was supposed to only be six months. It ended up being about two years. Uh, but it's back to bare metal, and uh, it's the factory colour. And got the interior retrimmed to original, um, and then a few years later, I uh, did the mechanical work. So VNA mechanical built the uh, Stroker 355 yep. that's in it, um, and then small things like the GDS rims and you know little finishing touches there, and just really driven it since then. Mm. So yep. yeah, yeah, you know, it's a beautiful example of the HQ, the, the HQ Monaro, uh, one of my favourites to be honest. So. It's a it's a magnificent example. Any other plans for it in the future, or? Uh, not really. No, I've got a sort of another car. I'm sort of um, need to do a few bits and pieces on that one. Sort of where I want it to be. Yep. You know, but they're never really finished. You yeah. always want to do a few more little bits and pieces to them, just mm-hmm. finding the time. But um, yeah, no, it's just really getting out and enjoying it when yep. you can, and, and obviously, yeah, being holding not existing anymore. Uh, you know, they always always got the thumbs up, but now they get yeah a lot more. Any Holden sort of gets a really good uh, thumbs up whenever you're driving around, which is really nice. Yeah. Certainly does, yeah. No, most certainly, mm. most certainly. And uh, I mean, so 24 years, that's it's, in, it's pretty good shape. You've obviously did you have to do a lot to it then when you first? Uh, well, mechanically, it just needed minor stuff, but the body obviously it was painted a different colour. It was a light blue big hornet scoop and things like yeah. that um, little bits of rust in the usual spots but it, it was taken back to bare metal and the body was actually really good um, so it was minor repairs that had to be done um, so yeah I've seen the car as far back as you can go body wise so I know it's a, it's a good example um, and being being local as well hopefully the motor that I uh, sort of gave away wasn't the original one yeah. <laughs> which I found yeah. out years later but um, yeah no no it's a uh, it still looks good. I mean, it's 20 years old since it's been painted and everything mm. like that. And, yeah, no, it still still comes up uh, quite nice. You're one of the first ones here this morning as well. So yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't mind the rain, do you? Oh, no, I do. Oh, you do? <laughs> All right, OK. But um, oh, what do you do? Just it's one of those things. You can't control the weather. Yep. Um, but uh, that's OK. That's yep. all right. It's all right if it gets rained on every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> like, you will be here probably... 10 minutes after me really to yeah. be honest I thought that's a pretty pretty I, good effort I think everyone's in the same boat I didn't think anyone wanted to get their car wet <laughs> now we've got a good turnout given the downpour we had even mm. that, that downpour I don't know what time it was 8 just after 8 or 8.30 whatever it was that was, was the was second a, downpour we yeah, had. <laughs> yeah that was that was a big one actually and uh, yeah it was getting getting wet there but look thanks for joining Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it. No problem. And, um, yeah, look, yep, thanks for that, and uh, we, we hope to see you soon. No problem. All right, thanks, Marco. Thanks. 
I am joined by Athena Burden. Athena, thanks for joining us. That's all right. Thank you for having me. I'll try and get you to talk. That's it. Yep. That's it. Right into that microphone. We've got, got quite the, the, the fan groove here. It's great to see. Yes, my youngest there. Apparently it's going to be his car and he's going to do burnouts to get away from the police. That's, that's, yes. You can do the burnouts, but I don't know about <laughs> running from the police. The guys from Tango Five are just over there. <laughs> anyway, hey, Athena, thanks for joining us. And thanks for coming down here as well. I know you, you, you want to share your story. Tell us a little bit about your 1979, which you've corrected me on the sheet I had as a 78. So sorry about that, but... Your 79 HZ wagon. Tell us a little bit about it. So we brought it in, I think it was about end of August. It was an ex-camp quality car. It had done four or five years hard work, basically. Um, they pulled off the road in end of 2015 to try mm-hmm. and fix the rust and get everything done. But he just lost interest in it, I'm gathering, and we ended up buying it in August. And every day since, my husband's been killing me because I'm constantly on his back about doing different things and upgrading and putting lights underneath. <laughs> Tell us, what sort of work would have done? The camp quality part of it is, is quite interesting to me. So what, what sort of work would have done there? It's travelled all over WA. It's, it's gone through red dirt. It's gone through mud. It's gone through everything. Um, it's done so much work. It's had motor rebuilds, as far as I've been told. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of alcohol stored in the back. Yep. Got to keep... Keep the grog. Yeah, but it's named a Scooby-Doo. It had the flashing lights, the sirens and everything. Yeah, okay. Now, you kept the Scooby-Doo theme happening on there, I've noticed. Yes, because to me it's a part of the car. It's yeah. what the car has done and it's the history. We're trying to keep that alive in the car. Yeah, yeah, no, certainly, and I think you've done it. You've certainly done it justice. You've you've mentioned here that you know you've, you're going to probably redo it and probably try and get it back to to that that Scooby Doo theme a little bit yep. more. Yep. Yeah. So eventually, the sticker on the front starting to fade. So we're looking at maybe getting it airbrushed on once we get a new paint job. So mm-hmm. it's going to stay Scooby Doo. It's just getting everything cleaned up, which has done really good in the last four months. My kids have helped, and my husband's been helping, but not. I've been arguing a lot over the bits and pieces. Apparently, I know better, and no, he does. Can I ask you a question then? What attracted you to, to that car? What what went? What made you want to go out and grab grab that that particular car? I don't want to be the same as everyone else. Yep. And when I saw it, I was like, nope. It was, it was my thirtieth gift for my birthday, mm-hmm. and I just saw it, and there was something about it that just stuck out to me. And I just showed my husband. He's like, oh, that's got a lot of work. I was like, yep, we can do it. We've, we've done it so far. I'll be honest with you. When I read, I've read through all the stories, and that one caught my eye, and I'm glad you came down here as well to tell us a little bit about that car because it's, it's more about the history about what that car represents as well. And I think it's really great that you've taken the project on and you're going to keep the essence of, of its history. A lot of people would look, probably look at that and say, ah, oh, you know, well, We'll give it a full full body respray, and, and yep. those those that's gone forever, you know. And uh, and it's great to see that the history of the car will continue on now. And I think what you're doing is magnificent. Yeah, well, we drive it around, and we get kids coming up, and it's surprising how many kids actually know what Scooby Doo is, and they love it. They absolutely love it, and seeing their faces light up, it's awesome. It is awesome. I mean, Scooby Doo is probably yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that a lot of young kids know who Scooby Doo is these days, but it's great to see that they still do. And you're, yes. keeping, you're keeping that alive as well, the Scooby-Doo part yes. of it. It's great to see. 
Hey, Athena, look, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for coming down here and telling us your, your story. It's a great story. And, uh, and thanks for all your family coming out today as well, braving the weather and coming out here. It's magnificent to see them all. And it's great to see four kids really into the scene and, and following on and you, you allowing them to do that and giving them the, the, the opportunities to to uh, carry on in the in the car culture. Yes, my, my son Chase, he's been under there, he's undone bolts and helped clean it up. So he's learnt quite a few things and he loves cars, so that's a good thing. That's great to have the kids involved and, and pulling things apart. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes. <laughs> okay. Sometimes. <laughs> the jury's out, obviously. <laughs> hey, Athena, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming down here and uh, really appreciate your time. All right, thank you. Okay, we have another guest here with us. This gentleman, he hasn't bought a car with him today, but he's on the search for one, and you've brought it to my attention. Bob, I wasn't aware of these vehicles. I'm joined by Bob Walton. Bob, thanks for joining us here. Hold right, on, Nick. Thank you. Um, shall we talk on about it a little bit? Yeah, tell us first. You need to, you need to help me out because I'm not aware of this vehicle. So tell us, a Goblin. What... What is a goblin? Well, we don't really know, but the guy that built it, Graham Farrell, in, he was an 18-year-old apprentice, worked at um, Melway Motors, and he, in, um, uh, in the early days, built this and uh, hand-built it uh, when he was 18 years of age and had a street licence and had it for about five years. He was based in, in, in Calamunda in the hills, mm-hmm. and it was quite a... Uh, you know, a street stop, uh, stopper in the day, um, and uh, he went everywhere, uh, all over the state in it. And but we're still we're looking for it now. Bob, tell me, help me out here. So it's a mixture of a, it, to me, FJ kind of front end. Um, it's built on a Corvette chassis. Is that correct? Uh, no, actually, it's. No, um, I've got that all wrong. It's fairly involved. It was. Uh, he used a. An SX chassis, an old English company, SX chassis, um, which was turned upside down to get a lowered effect, and um, it had uh, had all other stuff from quite a few other cars um, from from back in the day. But um, he fabricated the uh, the body itself, and as you can see, it's an FJ grille. Yeah. Um, and uh, wire wheels. Um, he had a few wheel problems sometimes; they drop off. But uh, uh, it was a car that was seen everywhere, and he used to. Uh, it was very popular at the Scarborough Beachfront, um, and back in the day, and uh, it was well used. And um, uh, quite a lot of his mates all had a all had a go in it and rode around it. Bob, tell us. So you're on the hunt for this vehicle. So um, how did you hear about it in the first place, or you've known about this vehicle for some time? Well, um, I was—I've uh, known about it since I was a kid because I grew up in Calamunda, and uh, Graham and his boys, his mob, were a bit older than my lot. But um, uh, every time you saw the car, it was always people having a look at it. But so um, we've been looking for it because we wondered where it went. It must be somewhere. The last known owner after Graham sold it was a guy that rode the Speedway. His name was. Trevor, I can't think of his second name, but he came from uh, up northern way, but he was killed in um, February 71. So we knew where the car was up till then, but after that, um, uh, information's been hard to get. Yeah, okay. So you're on the hunt for this. 
if people do know of its whereabouts or a lead in potentially knowing where to find it, how can they how can they uh, get in contact with yourself, Bob? Yes, it's quite easy. If you go online, I've got quite a few um, feature stories there, links there, which I've spent in several newspapers. And um, if you go online and just put in one word, the Goblin, G-O-B-L-I-N, that was the nickname for it, the Goblin. So there's a fair bit of info about it. And uh, if anyone's got any memories or their, or their grandpop or someone, uh, could contact us um, it'll be beautiful thank you it's a beautiful looking car I might add it is an absolutely magnificent car so yeah. if anyone is in the vicinity want to come down here you'll be here for a little bit they can have a look at photos of the car it is a magnificent looking car and I must I must thank you for coming on as well Bob because I wasn't aware of the vehicle never heard of it to be honest with you and uh, some of those photos are, are magnificent, and it is a beautiful car. So that was built, you're suggesting that was built in the 60s? In the early 60s, the late 50s, early 60s. It took a couple of years um, from the builder. He was an 18-year-old uh, apprentice, and he worked at um, a Melfort Motors. Um, while I'm here, I'll just show you this other one, which is on the hunt too. This is the call the Coxon Sports. It's yep. a very similar-looking car. Um, and we're on the hunt for that too. Um, but, but as far as we know, we don't know where that one is either. So yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, just a bit of history we're chasing. But we're, and, but we're not expecting to find it. But if we, if we could know where they ended up, that would be very interesting. Bob, tell us these cars back in the day. So in the sixties, that's all hand built. That 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 car, isn't it? So yeah. the the craftsmanship that's gone into building something like that is for nineteen sixty or possibly the late fifties. Yeah. Is that's magnificent, isn't it? Oh, look and. Uh, like, like this guy was so good and the, the whole family, they owned Callum on the transport and they were very orientated in mechanical things and keeping things going and building things and improvising as she did back in the day. So yeah. it's been an interesting journey but um, after four years now I'm, I'm very frustrated but I've never got a, a real... I've had plenty of leads and they've all run out in the end but anyone that has any memory or their grandpop or someone could contact us just by going online like I said and find the goblin uh, link and uh, you're there. Thank you. Okay, so they just go to the website, go to the Goblin, put that in the search engine, and they'll be able to find you and make contact with you there. Yeah, I've got an original one on there um, entitled "A Made of Ale Man Looking for the Goblin," and there's about three or four different links and stories there to, and photos as well. Bob, thanks for sharing that with us today, and uh, thanks for bringing that to my attention. I know you were talking with James and, and Todd before, and uh, yep. I appreciate you, uh, yeah, calling us over and, uh, and and telling us about that car. It's magnificent. You're a good lad. Thank you. Thank you. Guess what, guys? Summer is almost here, and the team at Auto One has released their summer savings start here catalog. It's my favourite time of the year, summer. Drag racing, taking the jigs are out and about and cruising the beach buggy down the coast. I'll need to service the bikes and cars. Well, that's great, Simon. It's 50% off nylon full synthetic 1040 motor oil and 20% off selected impact coolant. Well, I was thinking of getting away and I see there's 20% off Rhino Rack combo when you buy the Rhino bag and the basket together. Oh, who has time for getting away? I'm going to freshen up some of the workshop with a new range of impact workshop automotive equipment. Well, before you guys go streaming into the shop, be sure to sign up for the Auto One Club membership. You can do that at www.auto1.com.au. Sorry, Todd. I was fixated on the 15-litre portable fridge and freezer. Do you know how many Italian sausages I could fit in that when I'm out and about on the road? Well, Nick, speaking of road trips on that one then, and taking the Italian sausages with you, I also noted that the AM radio in the XW isn't quite legit. 
the uh, Nomad 3 track Bluetooth speaker would make the great Christmas present from Linda to you. I hope you're listening. I'm down here at the uh, Gone But Not Forgotten car show with Julian, who owns a... Uh, what do you own there, Julian? Um, it's a 1976 Gemini that I uh, don't really know too much about because I'm a Ford guy. So, um, story behind this one was it was my grandmother's. Uh, owned it from brand new. Um, when she sadly passed away early 2000s, uh, we just parked it up. I had no interest in it. I'm a Ford guy. And then... Um, we just decided, yeah, let's just get it, get it running, get it re-registered, get it back on the road, which we did, and just sits in the garage and bring it out every now and then, maybe once, twice a year. Um, I met Darren, who's with the WA Gemini Club, and um, he actually told me a lot about this car because I knew absolutely nothing. Yep. Even even today to enter the to do all the details for today to enter the show i had to ring up darren and go darren what's the gemini again he's yeah. like julian it's a 76 it's a tx a T. I always get it wrong <laughs> and that's it but i never drive it i'm a ford guy the only reason why i decided to keep it is because it's got an azuzu motor not a holden oh there you go <laughs> so is a hey let's have a look is it auto or manual i can't it's, sleep from it Auto. Auto, and uh, so it's got the 1.6 litre, apparently. Oh, from the ice laser, yeah. Oh, no worries. No, um, just completely original. Like like Nonna had it, is how she sits. It's, I haven't touched it, just just enough to get it licensed, and and it sits the way it stands. Very uh, but it is driven. quite clean. I mean, yeah. uh, we've got Brendan getting some photos of it while we're while we're chatting. You can see but, the engine bay is not too clean. Oh well, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave the bonnet down, hey. Yeah, <laughs> no. But no, I mean it's good you bought them out. Like I mean, at yeah. the podcast we uh, we love Holden and Ford. Yes, but, hey, yep, yep. Well, of some of our, some of us guys do like the Ford a bit more. Yeah, so we don't blame you. No. But still, we appreciate you bringing it out today. Uh, and uh, the Ford Holden banter is something I absolutely love. That's yeah. why this owning this car is a good little twist on the story. Um, every now and then I'll go out to a car show, I'll get the feelings right, and I'll take the Gemini, and then people that know me, they're like, is this your car? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, where have you been hiding it? I said, exactly, I hide it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just good, that little quirky bit, every now and then get out the uh, the old Jemmy. Yeah, I know. So, um, Actually, what colour is it? Is this the old, hang on, take the sunglasses off, I think cream it, or the... Is it, is it, is it, is it Shamos, Shammy? Shamos colour. Oh, I think wow. It's yeah. you know, again, it's up. Uh, Darren, Darren's Mr. Gemini. He knows everything about Darren. Darren, they're asking me questions I don't know the answers to. It's got a red badge, not a blue badge. So, so Darren, what's the colour of the car? Um, I don't know, actually. I oh. think it's a reef green or something. It's like a beigey colour. It's been resprayed, but. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a, it was a Shamos or something, chamois green. Yeah, something. Yeah. Chamois, but now it looks like a reef. <laughs> no, it is. It's quite clean, and uh, I mean, we, thank you for bringing it out today. Yeah, you know, and no, that's, no uh, it's just these stories we're collecting about. You that's know, it, why yeah. do people have these cars and what it's it means to it's them? It's basically and, sentimental. I've yeah. had a lot of people offer to buy it. I don't drive it, but I'll never sell it. It was my grandmother's. You know, good old nonna. Just leave it in the corner, and it's uh, a bit of a memento to her, and yeah. and that's it. And you know, you don't see him as much. I mean. No, this, is, this is all we got here in WA for today, you know? It's like... Uh, yeah. And they used to be a lot back that's in the day, it. back when I was growing up as well. Yeah. I, that's it. We 
we had the choice. We either had Datsuns or Geminis. That's right, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. No. Great, great little car. Yeah. You know, great, great little quirky car. Yeah, alright. Yeah. Well, no worries. Thank you for that and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. No and we'll, problem. We might see you at a Ford show one day. Yes, definitely. 100%. <laughs> right, catch up. Thanks. Okay, see ya. Alright, I'm here with Darren, who's uh, Julian's mate we were just speaking to a little while ago that had the, uh, well, hand me down Gemini. Yeah, and the apparently uh, you're the Gemini expert, I've just oh, been told. Yep. Awesome, so. that's what I like to hear, yeah. <laughs> so um, we're standing in front of your, your Gemini. What, yep. One yep. of yours? Or? Yeah, this is, this is one of mine. You're yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, good guess. See? Yeah. I'm this good at this game. This one's a TC coupe, which yep. is a 77. Uh, Julian's one's a 76 TX. A little yep. bit different. Different sort of grill treatment. That's about it, really, that you can notice. Um, but we're all part of the Gems WA Car Club. Yeah. So it's not a, a proper affiliated club we're paying members, it's more of just a social group. Yep. Um, so yeah, this one, I've had this one for about 12 years. When I bought it, it was black. It originally was a yellow one. Yep. Um, over that time, I've had numerous engine combos, turbos, twin cams, fuel injected. I've had everything in there. Oh, yeah. At the moment, it's just a little hottie two-liter, bit of a cam on it. Oh, yeah, very nice. Yeah. So... So yeah, enjoy owning Gemini's, like runs in the family or just something you came uh, across? Or... Yeah, well first first car was a Gemini panel van, dad dad bought me that, yep. just chuck all my surfboards in there, my, my boogie boards, skateboards, um, ever since then I guess it's just been a passion, these these Gemini's have hung around. Yeah, yeah. no you don't see many of them anymore, I was just saying that before to Julian, like you just don't, nah, you don't see them. There's quite a lot around, but you just don't, you don't see them, you're right, yeah. we've most people that got Gemini, I got more than one. Yeah. Well, I've got six. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I got I got four coupes and two sedans. Last year I had, uh, I think I had a wagon and a panel van. I've sold those. Yep. So yeah, I've gone through quite a few of them and build them all the time. Yeah. No, I mean as I've been always been into sort of the, the different alternate car classics. I guess you say the coupes are always a rare thing. Back yeah. When I, I, yeah. Standing in front of yours right now, I'm like, I have not seen a coupe since 15 years ago, I reckon. So Pretty much why, why yeah. I've got more at home. Uh, yeah. When I sold my wagon and my panel van, I, I bought more coupes just to keep, yeah. keep building coupes up because they're the hard ones to get. Yeah. Uh, and they're the sporty looking one. They're the hottie. Yeah. So, well, thanks for coming down today. It's good to see one of these uh, out and about. So, you run the Gemini... Yeah, it's called Gems WA yep. on Facebook. Okay. So look us up on Facebook, Gems WA. Yeah, all right. Well, there you go, listeners. You can Gems WA on Facebook if you want to see everything Gemini. And uh, yeah. thanks for your time today. No worries all right, at all. Thanks catch up. All right, I'm here with another Gemini owner, Josh. G'day. From Gems WA. Um, now, can you tell us a little bit about your Gemini? I've been told by uh, your colleagues. Yes. It's a bit of a special one. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's 1984 TG. Yeah. Um, only triple Z, so it only came out in silver with the blackouts. It's got the Brocky wind splits on it. Um, it's got wool trim, houndstooth wool trim, rear deck spoiler, different bumpers, and the spoiler. Pretty much as it sits is how it came from the showroom. It's pretty much unmodified, uh, apart from headlight covers, and, and it's got uh, no more points, electronic ignition, because they're a pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's all really. Alright, what's, uh, what's the motor on one of those? Oh, it's it... the same, it's just a 1.6 single oh, okay. cam. Yep. We didn't get lucky enough to get a twin cam in it, but you can still put one in. Yeah, fair enough. So, no, it's quite it's quite clean. So I don't think I've ever, ever seen one, to tell you the oh, truth. Right. There you so, go. There you go, I've learned something today. So, 
And are you like the rest of the club? You own multiple Geminis or yeah, is this... Yeah, I've got another Triple Z at home. I want to do a resto mod on. Oh, yeah. And I've always had, yeah, Geminis. Oh, excellent. So, no, it's good to see them out. Um, and I said it's something we can add to the collection. I mean, yeah. again, we're here for gone but not forgotten. Yes. So, and it's cars like these you don't ever see that come out of the collections and you realise we're pretty lucky we have some of these stuff in Perth. Yes, you know? So, yeah, no. All right, no worries. Thanks there, Josh. No and um, enjoy the rest of your day. And, uh, yeah. Julian's Graffiti, first of all, part of Perth City Street Machine Club, probably, not certainly not the oldest, there are some hot rod clubs that have been around, but Perth City Street Machine Club have been around for quite some time, One of, they are amongst the oldest car clubs in Perth. Yeah, that's, uh, that's correct, founded back, uh, I think it was in 1991 or 1990, um, story I got told, a couple of clubs back then got together, Perth City got formed and uh, we're still here today. Can I tell you a little? Because I was there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Can I, now, first of all, the logo on your shirt. Yeah. Uh, when Perth City Street Machine Club was first formed, the R&I Tower was the only tower. So the logo evolved, uh, I think they went through two changes before it was settled on this one after more and more towers were, were built. And then, of course, we'd have to change it almost every year if you are going to keep up the date. But it was, uh, you know, there was... Uh, Phil Kane, who was part of the Gemini Club, Woody, part of the Panthers Van Club, and yeah, they all got together and, and the club was formed. You're the president of the club, so you know, you know that cars really have an, a, people can build an attachment to, uh, to a car. They've become part of the family. That's right, yes, and uh, that's how come I still ended up with uh, this Gemini that I brought out today. What's going on? What's, what's happening with Perth City Street Machine Club? Got anything on the go? Um, well, yeah, we're just, like, like all other clubs as well, we're all just getting geared up for the uh, announcement of C4C and, um, hope, you know, that's a great achievement for everyone that was involved to get that uh, across the line. Um, it's definitely going to see a lot more cars coming out on the roads, a lot more cars getting restored because it's now affordable to have, like, four or five, you know, weekend cars that you can afford to register and all the rest of it. So we're getting all set up with that. We're having a huge amount of new members join every Every Tuesday, first Tuesday of every month, we have our meeting down at our club rooms. The membership is just growing at an astronomical rate, which we love to see. Uh, more and more people getting passionate about cars, and uh, the C4C is definitely to thank for that, you know. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the, the scene. It's going to change the culture. We're going to start seeing more and more of these old cars out. Um, similar scheme in uh, South Australia just, you know, brought out all the old cars down there. It was great to see. Hopefully it happens here in Perth, which I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will, and, uh, yeah, we'll be there to watch it. Julian, thank you for your time. Thanks for bringing the, uh, the Gemini out, and keep up the great work with Perth City Street Machine Club. How was your day, sweetie? Terrible. A deal that I've been working on for weeks fell apart and... Yep. <sighs> Sounds like the time the gearbox went in my patrol. How is that the same, Terry? If you really love cars, Auto One. Okay, we have another attendees come down here to give his time and tell us his story. Interesting one, I must say, Martin. Martin, thanks for joining us on the podcast here. Good afternoon. Martin, I was doing a bit of a wonder and I saw your car. Uh, Vauxhall Wyvern? Vauxhall Wyvern. Wyvern, sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> tell us a little bit about it first. Tell us a bit about that car. Now, people are probably wondering why we're talking about a Vauxhall here. That was actually built... By the Holden Company. 
That's true. The Vauxhall car company um, exported a lot of the uh, Vauxhall Wyverns just after the Second World War. Um, in total, there were approximately, well, exactly 55,409 of the Vauxhall Wyverns built. Most of those were exported. Uh, they come to Australia as what they called the CKD, the complete knockdown, and they were assembled by the Holden Car Company. Now, that's a, it's a magnificent example, but you've put a bit of blood, sweat and tears into that thing. Tell us, you, was, you told me how you found that car. It's an interesting story, so tell us how, how you come across that one. Well, it goes back to me restoring a Mark I Ford Escort, which uh, was doing the car circuit up until a few years ago and still doing the circuit now. And, and during the restoration, I was looking for a new gearbox for that particular car. And a friend of mine turned around and said that someone had one. We'd gone round to his house at Redcliffe, uh, but it was unfortunately the wrong part that I wanted. And sitting in the shed was this um, Wyvern 49 covered in uh, debris and junk and everything else. And I said to the chap, now that's something I'd be very, very interested in buying. And um, we made a deal. I bought the, bought the car for about $2,000. And it's gradually taken me about 10 to 12 years to get to where it is at the moment. Yeah. Look, I must say, it's, if, you're, if you're here at the event, come down to where we are, at the, the Shannon's tent. And if you're looking at us to the right, and right uh, two cars down from Mark Happy Williams' uh, car, you see it's a magnificent example. I must say you've done really well, Martin, in, in the restoration. Ten to 12 years to restore that. Yes. Um, it was actually put into a yard in Maddington with a friend of mine. And um, in the process of trying to restore the Wyvern, we managed to do um, a Valiant, uh, two Vauxhall Vivas, a Vauxhall Victor FB, and finally the uh, Wyvern. Yeah, so okay. it was a, a job in between other cars to start with. Yeah, yeah. You've done a really great job on it, I must say. It's uh, yeah, a really uh, magnificent example. How do you go about finding a car, how do you, when you're in the restoration uh, progress, how do you find bits, especially of a Holden, that was built by Holden, some of the parts would have been different. They wouldn't have been genuine Vauxhall, I would have thought. No, they wouldn't. They, but um, being a Vauxhall car company, which is part of GM and Chevrolet cars, a lot of the parts were interchangeable. However, um, I am a member of the uh, West Australian Vauxhall Owners Club uh, here in Western Australia. So I joined that comp uh, group and um, we have a good spare source and we have a uh, major spare source over east. So we can source a certain amount of parts. Uh, they've been fortunate enough that whenever these parts have become available, they've bought them in bulk and they're sold on to us as members at a discounted price. But whatever we can't uh, purchase or find on the internet and everything else, we just really have to adapt what we can find and uh, modernise to fit into the vehicles. So. Yeah, yeah no, that's magnificent. I didn't know there was that, that's that facility available, to be honest. So that's, uh, that's great to know, actually. Martin, look, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about the car club, the Vauxhall Car Club, while we're here. Yeah, the West Australian Vauxhall uh, Owners Club um, is a uh, car club that's devoted to Vauxhalls and Bedfords, owners and enthusiasts or anybody who's interested in the mark. Um, we hold our uh, monthly meetings on the first Tuesday of the month. Um, at the, I believe it's the uh, Bedford RSL Club. Mm -hmm. uh, on a Tuesday evening, but um, there is a Facebook page. There's also a website of the uh, Vauxhall Owners Club of Western Australia, and we invite people to come along. We've just had our annual display day, which was held out at uh, the Swan Valley recently, yep. but we regularly attend uh, major car uh, shows as well. Yeah. How many of the members have uh, genuine Holden built um, 
Vauxhalls? I should imagine the numbers are quite high, although we haven't got a lot of the members here today. Most of our members do tend to be elderly members. Yep. But um, I think currently here in Western Australia, we've got about 139 Vauxhalls that are actually registered wow. into the club. So there will be a high percentage of those which would have been hold and built vehicles. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, thanks, Martin. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the time to share that story. And uh, it's a magnificent car. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hope no to worries. See you again. Bye-bye. Take care. Hey, we've got another interview to do right here. We're here with Scott Whitesett. Scott, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Tell us a little bit about your, your car. You've got a 1978 GDS Monaro. Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, my father purchased it brand new in 1978 at Metro Motors. Mm -hmm. I can remember walking in there with him and the salesman said, George, your car's here, and he's like a kid in a lolly shop. His eyes popped out and straight out the back. So it actually had wire wheels on it when he bought it, but um, he didn't like those because I used to go out of balance, so he went back to the standard GDS rims. Yeah, okay, yep. Not many guys, we've had a few stories today, but generally speaking, not many guys hang on to their cars since brand new, do they? No, I think it's um, very few and far between. Um, yeah, he just loved it. He was. It, it, I used to get told I'd waste all my money on my car, but he was. He was the worst petrol head of us all. But um, he's 88 now, so he's passed it on to me, and I'm going to keep it. I yeah. just love driving it because it's got such a good story. It's not perfect. It's a survivor, but it's 100% original, 413,000 k's, factory air power steering, and just. Yeah, great to drive. I read that in the notes, 418,000 kilometres. That, that is not bad for a Monaro. Yeah, well, Dad, um, he's from, had a farm in Darren, so it was his only car. So, But he'd, he'd tell everybody, no, it's not a Monaro, it's a GDS. It's a HZ, yeah. no, GDS. That was his big yeah, spiel. Yeah, no, fair enough. No, that's, that's true. So tell us, I mean, at the end of the day, prior to that car, he had a, quite a collection as well, didn't he? Yeah, I remember he had his he had a HT Kingswood and he cut a long story short, he ordered a GDHO and he waited and waited and he got a phone call from the Ford dealer in Northam. He said, George, your car's been damaged in Adelaide on the train, would you like to reorder? It's nine weeks. And he thought no, so he went and bought a HQ GDS four door, which was uh, mustard with the black stripes and that was just an awesome car. He traded that in on a HX GDS, which he wasn't that... He didn't really like the way it handled, so mm. he kept that for 18 months and bought the HZ in yeah. 1978. So that would have been the Page family back in yes, Northern? Yes, Page yeah. Motors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, no, I'm quite well. So, I mean, that losing that car on the train, would I... I'm suggesting, did that send you down the path then? The brand switch, the big brand switch. In my life, I've owned more Fords than Holdens, but I've, I've kept all the, yeah, I've kept the Holdens that I fell in love with. But um, he did tell me a story. He drove, went for a test drive in a GDHO around the local um, football ground back in between Darren and Quarter, and he he said the dash had more rattles in it than you could imagine. But he, he definitely wanted to buy one, but yeah, it just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. No, that's it's just interesting. I always like to know how people make the, the brand switch and it's interesting because I read that in the notes and I thought oh, that would be an interesting question to ask because if that's where it happened, I mean, that was a costly mistake on, uh, <laughs> on do the... You, do you yeah. think moving forward that we're going to see things like that between, say, you know, Great Wall and Hyundai? <laughs> Undoubtedly, no. no. Possibly so. not. No. no, I don't think so. <laughs> but I've also got a HQ Coupe, which I got in 1981 and I will have had it for 40 years next year and that's never been pulled to bits. But yeah. 
Yeah, I thought I'd bring the HZ today. Yeah, it's a beautiful car. I know it's. I know in here you you you, you point out some of the faults with it, like the rear spoiler. It's uh, it's cracking badly, but I mean that's part of the 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 beauty of the car, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, but if you had a look at it, I, it got the better of me, and I fixed it last week. There's no, there's no cracks in it. I spent okay. four days right. cutting it back and filling it and painting it, so it looks good now. <laughs> well, I'll throw those so notes there's out. The, there's the, <laughs> the advantage of being retired there, right there. Nearly retired. <laughs> Look, I mean, I really, Scott, thanks for telling us that story. Just quickly before you go, I see you're wearing the Holden Car Club of WA. Can you tell us a bit about that car club? Yeah, I became a member of the car club probably 15 years ago. Um, my HQ is regoed as a vintage so I've got to keep it original and attend car club events. And I've, yeah, you get the cheap rego, but it's good to mix with people with the same mindset. Mm. You know, talk about old car. They're, the Holden Car Club is more about um, originality rather than you know souped up cars. So yeah, no, there's a good group of people there, and it's it's really good. Yeah, no. Well, thanks for sharing that with us, Scott. That's a really great story. Again, another uh, one owner car. I think that's magnificent. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate your time and coming on the podcast. Yeah, okay. Thanks a lot for your time. No worries. Now, Nick, you, you know, I've built some pretty mental cars over over the last 30 years. Uh, but that Pinterano over there, I've got to tell you, nothing that I have built compares to that twin turbocharged big block in, in a LH, LH four-door? Uh, LX. LX with a LH front. Okay, there yeah. you go. <laughs> um, this is the owner, Elise, yes? Yes. Yes. Tell us about the car. How, how did it come to be? Because that is the most, like, if it had different plates on it, I think they should say death trap or something. <laughs> yeah, that's probably um, not far from the point. Um, so I bought a LH SLR in, um, in uh, 2006, and it got yellow stickered when I was 25. So I drove it from 18 to 25, and I thought, okay, no worries, take it to the motorplex, run it on methanol, whoop-ass warrior, motivation. Then it went into burnout comp. So for the 14-15 season, I came seventh and then continued to do a few burnout comps after that, but then we had a few. We lost a few engines. And that was a 308 or...? or 350. 350 Chef? Um, and then we upgraded to a 383 and then we were losing like an engine a skid. So, <laughs> so I got to the point where I was like, nah, this isn't worth our time. Um, and then I actually took it to Collie after we'd put the little 350 back in. Yep. And it tried to burn itself to the floor. Oh. Yeah, so the LHSLR, original, tried to, so I went, nah, that's it, that's done. I found the shell um, sitting out in a paddock out near Wooraloo. Yeah. It's the old Reaper burnout car. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Reaper. So it's got metal flares on the rear. It had the roll cage. It had the chassis kit. It was just the shell, everything in it, family built, ground up. Um, I got made redundant, so that's the only reason it's happened. Uh, so six months of bodywork by me. Um, my dad done the drive line. The reason it's got turbos is because there's nowhere for an exhaust to go. So that was that was him. Um, it's still got some teething problems. I do want to do burnouts in it. That's what I want to do. But at the moment, I'm happy it just runs and stops. It's on methanol. Uh, E85. E85. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, it's got a UC dash in it. It's got um, just aftermarket seats. It's got pink race um, belts in it. Um, it's DNA fuchsia pink. So it took about 30 hours to paint it. It's got you guys painted it? Yeah, so I did, I did all the body. My friend Kev did the pink. 
Um, my sister and I spent five hours taping in all the flames. Yeah. And then um, the skulls that are on the front is a stencil. Yeah. So yeah. that was me with a gun, stencil, wow, and that's the flames. Amazing. And my, that's... my friends just had to stand and watch because because I, I knew when to stop with the paint. That's incredible. That is that incredible. Is incredible. <laughs> you know, that, that is a real credit because the paintwork, I had just a quick look at that as well. Simon dragged me over there and said, you've got you to check this car out. You've got to look at this. Yeah. Dragged me down there. And I'm glad he did because that is a magnificent paint job. And, as and well. you know what, Nick? During the course of the day, I've had so because I spent a lot of time hanging around that car. I mean, <laughs> that, that is just great. That's the sort of thing that I build. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and you know, that for me, as someone that engineers these things, what I I I found so many solutions in that car to problems that I go. Oh, no, there's not enough room for that. But you guys have, I mean, my have figured dad, it out. I mean, it's my dad. My dad, Andrew, it's an absolute credit. Andrew Watts, absolute credit to him. And, I mean, it was only on Wednesday he was removing the intercooler to get it to idle because it was suffering, like, no oxygen. Yeah. It was just suffocating. Yep. Yeah. So, so <laughs> while I was there, I saw so many people take photos and comment about the paint. And, and I, I honestly thought that it was like some big paint shop that had done no, it. No. That's incredible. No. Absolutely incredible. No, so, like, it's, yeah, so the whole point... It's got a bit, a bit of a story for me, is because I obviously I have my other ones, pearl maroon, and I, I had not a fan of the um, the colour, but this one I was like, well, pink, I like pink. It gets girls to come up and look at it. It doesn't matter if you know anything about cars, as long as you see a pink car, you see a pink beacon, you're gonna go. Yeah. And then, it, and then it's got the big block with the turbo, so all the boys come up to it as well. So it just gets everyone involved. It's all it's for. It's getting crazy. people involved. So power glide transmission? No, T400. T400. Wow. Yeah, nine inch T400, 454, but 496. Any any plans? I noticed it's got a roll cage in it. Any plans on racing it? Um, hopefully. Burnout comp is where I want to go. Yeah. But if it, if that fails, drag racing's fine. <laughs> I'm a bit gutted now. Nick. <laughs> well, yeah, my other one um, used to run a 12.9 just with a 350 and yep. methanol. So. Yeah, that's oh, that, just a straight car. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That is crazy. It's a beautiful car, and you've done a magnificent oh, job, at least. Thanks, I, that's, it is a really nice car, a fine example. I must be honest, when you arrived this morning, I was, <laughs> I think I was over there somewhere, a bit stressed out, and I saw that coming. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> then you started it up. I said, that's even better. Exactly. It gets everyone involved. <laughs> you know, and, and it, there's a great story behind this because it's really been a family effort, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's the labour of love. Yeah, it's well, definitely a labour of love. <laughs> thanks for coming on and telling us all about it. Not yeah, no, we appreciate that. Thanks for having me. You don't have a website or a Facebook page where people can uh, follow the I cars? do have a Facebook page, but um, it's just the XMI350 or 454. Okay. But so, so I don't really use it. <laughs> Because <laughs> it never really it, it goes it goes on the tow truck and it goes to an event and it goes back on the tow truck and it goes back on the ship. Yeah. We're working you on need it. to exploit We're it. We're working <laughs> on it. You need to have t-shirts and oh, you know, hats yeah, and yeah, stubby yeah. holders. One day. <laughs> you probably don't have time. I mean, if you're working on that, that car all the time, I can imagine you probably don't have time to be yeah. uh, Instagramming or Facebooking. Yeah, well, it's not just on. that one because my um, VS Clubby decided to not play the game and I lost that engine a few months ago. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. on the... So yeah. it kind of just goes back to the Batbird, but I mean, we've got two EK sedans and an EK ute to do as well. <laughs> so this is, this is, and my other Tirana. My other Tirana's in rust repair. Listen, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to throw a spanner in the works here, but there seems to be a common denominator with these engines blowing up. No, me. <laughs> me. <laughs> 
there's been burnouts where you can see me driving around and I've like just finished the skid and I've jumped out and the whole radiator explodes and I'm covered in fluid. Yeah, it's me. It's me wrecking these engines. Fair enough. At least we really appreciate your time coming up here and saying yes to coming over and uh, doing an interview. We really appreciate that and uh, thanks, for your, thanks for that and all the best with the car. Well, thank you. Hopefully motivation will be re- really, really good. I look forward, I look forward <laughs> to seeing it. As long as I have a brake pedal as I'm going down the track, I'm really happy. <laughs> That's good news. All right, thanks for that. Thanks. Well, we have another guest here with us. I've had to... Nah, I should have... We used this gentleman for our promo, to be honest, Simon. I don't know if you remember. We used John's Huey as the promo to this event. Which one? <laughs> He's cornered the market on... <laughs> yeah, he has, hasn't he? Uh, he he's, he's in Minara. fact, is there any left in Perth that you don't own? No, no, there's plenty still around, <laughs> I think. <laughs> hey, John, look, tell us... I've always, I've known you for a long time, and let me just turn myself up, that's a bit better. Yep. I've known you for a long time now, and uh, we used to do big hours together with yes. the Kiwi, but I never knew the story behind that car. So, and then you told me on the phone just recently yeah. the, the story behind that car and how, you, how it came to be. So tell us a little bit about how, because you, like the gentleman that was only here two minutes, ten minutes ago, Scott uh, White said, his journey could have gone down the Ford path as well. Yes. And, and so did yours. So tell us how you ended up on the Holden side. Well, originally I was looking for an XW GT. On the dark side? Yes. Is that a, yes. I said the Holden side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a car lover. It's not, I wasn't really a Holden freak or Ford freak. I just really liked the XW Falcon. A good friend of mine's got one, so I loved them. So I was looking for one, and then I found one in Tasmania that I was going to buy. Mm. And then... I agreed with the price there, and then my son ended up in hospital, so I didn't end up buying that car. And when he got out of hospital, it ended up being the car was sold. So I was all frustrated looking through unique car magazines again, and then a six-month-old magazine came up that I was looking through, and I found this HQ 350 Coupe that was for sale. That I overlooked it the first stage. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's an important part of the story, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, the car, unfortunately, was sold on you. Yes. Um, and, you know just this sort of sequence of events that unfolded with your son being in hospital. But, um, you know, you ended up with the, the QE. Yes. Beautiful car, I must say. Yep. Tell us a little bit about it then. When you got it, what was it like and to where it is it now? It was in very original condition. The owner brought it brand new in 1971, I think it was, when he actually, yeah, never, so it was a November 71 car, so it'll be 50 next year. And he actually ordered a HQ sedan, six-cylinder automatic and when he went to go and pick up the sedan his wife fell in love with this coupe that was on the floor for one of the managers that got the sack two weeks before so he ended up buying the car and then she drove it from 1971 to 1996 when they brought a vt and then he took it off the road restored it back to original and then i brought it off him in 2005 okay. and had it ever since just on that note mate i'm, I'm going to be 50 november next year too so <laughs> don't go too hard on that no 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 <laughs> i'm not i'm actually like yeah i'm gonna try and put it back to the best original condition i can buy november so on its 50th it'll be back to the way it come out of the factory i hope there's not a lot that is is really just the running gear <laughs> just yeah, just yeah. everything just no 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 it's mo- i've got the original motor gearbox and diff put away the way it come out of the factory so i'm just going to put it all back the way it was the colors the same 
Um, and, yeah. and you've raced this car too, haven't you? Yeah, thanks to your help. We got it at the time, yeah, we got it down to 11.7. So really? Yeah. 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 That ran 11.7. Jeez, you never told me that. 11.7, that's stout. Yeah. Don't worry, mate, there's more left in it. <laughs> 11.7, really? Yeah, 11.7. Yeah. Okay. This is, so, he's playing a bit of the Oklahoma shuffle here, right? Yeah, it's a 10-second car that. there. Yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's not letting it... Yeah, no, it's, it's, and the thing is, you can drive it to the drags, do the 11.7, drive it home again. It's a great all-rounder, brilliant car. And he's got all the original drivetrain. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. John, I'll look at you in a different light now. Levitt <laughs> <laughs> Seven, that that's that's decent. That is decent, yeah, I must yeah. say. Well, there you go. I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew it was hot. I knew it was like no, no. Yeah, it was. Yeah, did run, run the best time was eleven seven something, one hundred and twelve mile an hour, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've got so, another one as well, Premier. Yeah, that's the one I brought down today. I got a HQ Premier, which is actually also one owner from you. I brought off the first owner, which the um, Arrigo family brought that brand new from. I can't remember if it was which Holden dealership it was. And then the mum drove it. The son got it off her, and then I brought it off the son. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's I'm, a beautiful I'm going to go off North City. <laughs> well, it might, might have been, I'm not sure. Yeah. Or Phoenix. A lot of them got from Phoenix. From Phoenix. Well. I, I, didn't yeah. even, I should have looked at the books before I came out this morning. It's got the books and everything with it. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. Here you have it. Well, John, yeah. look. Thanks for joining us. Thanks no for sharing your story. I, I, it was of particular interest to me, more to the point I didn't know anything about it, and I don't. I'm still learning more about this car, as, and I've known you for a long time too. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a, I think it's a very special car. And then, like I did say, they did use it in Brisbane when they launched it in 2002. Well, that's the new Monaro, so. Jeez, yeah. I've forgotten all that. Completely part of the story. forgot about Jeez, it, didn't you? Yeah. You completely. So yeah, so let's take a step back. In in 02, that car still was in Brisbane. used. Yeah. yeah, it's still in Brisbane, and it was used, it used to, to launch, launch the new Monaro. Wow, because they was the best example they could find over there at the time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, no, I was still in shock with the 11.7 bit, so that's why I forgot about the the, um, the fact that it was used to unveil the, the Monaro. Yeah. John, thanks for joining us. I know you're a listener as well. No worries. I know we do a lot of stuff together. John, any, any, anything else, any other plans? Any, any you going to add anything to the, the collection? I was, I was actually... There's the Tori. Listen to that beast. The rumble of a twin turbocharged big block. <laughs> that is so mental. That is awesome. Hey? That is awesome. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sorry, John, get him yeah. back. So you got any... John, you feel inspired by him? I do, Twin yes. turbo big block in yeah, uh, one of the HQ coupes? <laughs> I'm actually looking to put the running gear from the brown car in my Premier. Oh, that yeah, might yeah, be the plan yeah, because yeah. obviously you know it's not worth as much as this two-door, but yeah. you know I love driving the Premier. It is probably one of the nicest cars to drive because yeah. it's all original. It's two five three column auto, so it just cruises like anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so there so we go. All right, John. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Nick. Uh, thanks, Simon. Yep. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you soon. Definitely. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the podcast as well. I know you always tune in. All right. right thanks, thanks, again, thanks for that. No hey, look, we'll just bring the formalities, even though the show's still got it. We've still got another hour to go. We thought we'd bring the formalities to, to a close right now. So we need to thank, firstly, the people at Auto One and Shannon's, firstly, for putting up uh, basically $1,000 worth of prizes here. We're going to split that into two, into two um, prizes. So that's $500 to be spent at Auto One and another $500 to be spent at Auto One. So, and congratulations to those. But 
before we get to them, let's we've got some honourable mentions. Now, we haven't judged in terms of, of best car today. We've judged uh, more in terms of the best story because we felt that the story was what was really important today in remembering the Holden brand in Australia. So we've given some honourable mentions here. So these people will be winning the garage sign, thanks to the guys at Shannon's and Auto One. One of the stories that I, I felt was quite really really nice story was from a young lady called Athena Burton. So well done, Athena. I know she's probably not standing right here now, but you take home a garage sign. Her story was about the HZ wagon. Uh, it's an ex-camp quality car. Done a lot of charity work, that car. She's purchased it, could have restored it back to some other sort of spec, but she's keeping the spirit alive in that um, with the Scooby-Doo theme. So you can see that car right at the end of this row. So thanks, thanks to Athena for bringing your car along. We really appreciate that. Uh, the second honourable mention, Rodney Smith. He's brought two FJs along. So thank, thank you, Rodney. I wasn't, didn't get that backstory on that one. So can you fill us in with that one, James? Yeah, the, uh, the way he's told the story, he's, uh, he's had a lifelong passion for Holden's. His wife's worked uh, 30 years with this dealership, actually. And uh, he's, he's always had FJs. The two FJs he's got right now are absolutely pristine examples. Uh, he's got a, a, a panel van and also a ute. Um, and, and both in original condition, uh, or sorry, restored, but uh, in, in concourse condition effectively, uh, and, and absolutely amazing examples of the cars. Yeah, yeah, no, so thank you, Rodney. Uh, thank you for bringing your cars along. Uh, now, in the running to win the banners as well, more special stories we thought was fitting Craig Wall, who bought the VL Walkinshaw. Now, you don't see too many VL Walkinshaws around anymore. Mm. So that's a magnificent, magnificent example. Richie, you spoke with him. Tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, what I really like about it, A, it's, uh, it's one of one, uh, you know, the, the walking shores, but this one has lots and lots of options with a leather trim, the, the sunroof, a few other things on it. Yeah, so it truly is, it's, it's one of one. It's a really unique car, it's in really good nick, and uh, I think it's well deserved. Yeah, no, it's most certainly, most certainly. And last but not least, in the honourable mentions, also winning the banner, uh, Alan Little with his FX Holden, that is a magnificent car. That's just over there. If you haven't, when I say over there, if you're looking at us to your left, uh, it is a beautiful car. Uh, again, I'm not familiar with the backstory on that one there, but. I was reading the, uh, the board on that, one of the earliest uh, registered Holdens and registered in December of 1948 and if my memory serves me correct I think the FJ was only launched in July or August or something like that mm. of 1948 so really really early it was body number 19, still got the original, um, the original number plates on it, yeah. really cool old car and it's, it's an original as well, hasn't been restored. Yeah yeah no it's definitely a beautiful car and um, I think they've done a uh, magnificent job. The other one, sorry James, I'm going to throw you under the bus. We've got to give away another one here. I just remembered. Another, another <laughs> banner. Sorry, sure. my apologies. No, you're I'm right. I'm going to throw you right under this bus. But a gentleman I spoke with earlier this morning as well, Mike Sappert, I don't know if he's still here, but he's, he's FC Holden, 1958 FC Holden. Wow, what a story with that car as well. Um, his father migrated from Albania in the mid-50s, bought that brand new from here. Wow. Back in 1958, well, not at this. They're in their previous location, but City Motors still got the City Motors um, um, dealerships. Yeah, yeah, on the on the car. He's restored it. Um, took him 30 years. Oh, we're feeding back nicely. 
he's restored that car, a magnificent car. So, yeah, Mike, thanks for sharing your story as well. That was a great story. We did that one early this morning, so thanks for that. All right, well, James, that brings us to our winners here. And again, my apologies for the feedback there. It's been a problem all day. Uh, well, why don't you go, Richie? You, you tell us, talk us through your, your winner today. Uh, my winner today, it's one of those stories uh, that, you know, you'd almost, you'd almost see coming out of Hollywood. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they could build a movie uh, around this story. Uh, and he's right in front of us and he probably really hasn't picked up on it. You know, the, the whole story, building the car, uh, you know, Dad, the trip to Summonats and picking up the Grand Champion Award. Um, you know, A, it's just one thing to take, get a car to Summonats. B, it's, uh, it's another thing altogether to end up in the top 60. But, you know, to bring home Grand Champion is, is such an amazing feat. And to see, to see that story unfold the way that it did, you know, I'm really proud to say that I was there and I watched it all unfold. And uh, to me, that is, that is one of those stories. And, you know, it's a story you couldn't write in Hollywood. So, Mark Happy Williams. We've got 500 down. bucks from Auto One for you here, mate. <laughs> there we go. There you go. That, that's yours. Mark, if you want, you can grab a microphone. Don't be shy. Yeah. You can grab that microphone and have a quick chat with us. Hang on. Let me. Hang, let me. I'm colourblind. Is that red or green? Green. That's green. Where go? Hello. Hello. Yeah, we're famous. Yeah, Mark. Again. Beautiful car, congratulations with it, and it is a hell of a story. Do you, do you pinch yourself at times and think, that really happened? Yeah, all the time, mate. Uh, the, the plates on the front, I've finally took them out of the wrapper last <laughs> night to bring it today, because it's a special day for Holden. For, thanks for James putting it all on. So I've got a few things out. Got my for, for my dad plates on the back of it as well today. So mm -hmm. brought a few special things out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well... Well deserved, Mark. Well done. Yeah, well deserved, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of it around the traps. Yeah, looking forward. Motivation. I've got to uh, fix the gearbox with Gons, wherever he is. He's a good, good man. <laughs> there he is over <laughs> there. Got to get him to help me fix the box. We blew it up the other week. It's only got first and reverse. So <laughs> we, we uh, can get it on the tow truck to take it home, and then I'll fix it and bring it back for motivation and give it a shot over here. Great. Well done. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks, guys. And, yeah, it's a story that I'll never get sick of telling, that's for sure. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Well done, Mark. Good right. stuff. Am I off? Yes. <laughs> All right. And in, I don't want to say second spot. It's not second. It's equal first. Equal first. Equal, equal first, first, most definitely. James, why don't you talk us through this one? Oh, well, I think uh, he is a very, very... It's a very special story. I've heard it a few times now. Um, with just the the raw and pure emotion that goes into it and uh, the the car that he had uh, purchased as a young guy and uh, really you know always wanted to build it and uh, just got the the inspiration from his late father who unfortunately passed away uh, but that was his that was his inspiration and his motivation to build the car into what it is and he's absolutely uh, in love with the car and it's just it's just such a heartwarming story to hear and such a sad story at the same time so it's such a so much mixed emotions and uh, really yeah, don't know what else to say I think he tells it a lot better than I do every single time I hear it but it's uh, <laughs> it's a story that never gets old 
Well, congratulations to Claude D'Aliesi. Uh, fitting winner, I, I must say, that car is an absolutely magnificent car. And his story, if you haven't heard it, uh, go back through the podcast and listen to that story. If it doesn't bring a TDI, um, yeah, it's a just a really touching story. He probably hasn't heard us. I think he's still up at the car, isn't he? Uh, he's, at, he's back behind the car. He's still here. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he's, he's still... He, I don't think he's within earshot, so... Claude, uh, come here. If someone can... Bri- Claude, I'll, ring, I'll ring him. How about that? <laughs> yeah, get him down here. So, mate, what's your thoughts on the day? Oh, it's been a magnificent day. And, look, I really... I think what these people have done here today is, is magnificent. I mean, I know it's a lot of hard work for James to put it on. The staff at Shannon's over here, manning, taking their day off to, to come down here and, and man the tent and, and taking quarries. Also, getting all the cars in as well, all the volunteers. Stan, I haven't, I can't see him. I did see him before. Stan and his team that came and got Good all work. the cars in. Uh, you know, congratulations. Uh, thanks oh, cool. to them, sorry, for getting all the cars in. Uh, also, Brendan Franklin over there, he worked all day yesterday down at the track filming and uh, is here today filming again. Didn't hesitate at all. Yourself, Richie, as well, like taking the day off as well to come here and, and do this out, out of the kindness of your heart. I know this is uh, what you do and, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it as well. Um, and Todd as well, Todd and Simon, thanks for, you know, helping me out as well, get the 100th episode off the line. And I think, I can't think of a better way to get a 100th episode out there. No, I think it's fabulous. i got to say, you know, James has done a great job and I, I know what's involved with getting streets closed and getting Newcastle Street closed on a, uh, on a Sunday. No, nonetheless, it was, a, it, was a, it was a bit of a task to get the street closed and uh, it didn't come at, uh, at no cost. So we're, we're really lucky that we're in a position to be able to support events like this and, uh, and community events as well. Uh, obviously, this is being, being our own event is something a bit different. We, we prefer to give the money to, to other people and let them have the headaches. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, we're, we're in a bit of a position to have something special like this um, on, on behalf of Holden in their final year, which is, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, something, it's something special and it's really great to hear all the feedback and everyone that's enjoyed the show and has bought their cars out and and the fact that it's not your usual car show where we're not judging the quality of your car we're judging your passion for the car and that's really what embodies everything to do with shannon's it's about your passion if your car's special to you it's special to us james can i say you know thank you to shannon's um I've been doing what I do for 30 odd years or more and, uh, and wherever I went around the country, whatever event I was going to, Shannons were there. They're always there in some way, shape or form and whether they're supporting big events like Summer Nats or whether they're supporting small grassroots events like my own Southern Coffee Cruise like Max, Shannons are there and I think if it wasn't for, uh, if, if it wasn't for Shannons, for what you were doing, what your team, what Shannons around the country are doing, you know, motorsport wouldn't thrive uh, the way that it does. And so, you know, on behalf of all car enthusiasts around the country, I want to say thank you. And from, from me personally, you know, you're, you're a great support of what I do with Southern Coffee Crews and, uh, and other things. And, you know, thank you and thank you to, uh, to the Shannons team for being a great part of uh, Australian motoring. Thanks a lot, Richie. And uh, look, it, uh, it was on the, the brief, I don't know if you actually read it, but it is actually 40 years of Shannon's insurance this year. Um, and we're actually, uh, we're, we're 49 years when the late Robert Shannon started his first 
classic vehicle insurance company. So um, that's, that's always been at the heart for, for nearly 50 years uh, of, of what we do as an insurance company. So uh, it, it's not going to change anytime soon. We'll be, we'll be around our communities as best we can, as long as we can. Love to hear that. Thanks, Shannon. Yeah, we really appreciate it, James. Everything you've done. Like I said, I mean, I'm speaking on my, my own behalf here. My car is insured with you guys. The customer service is top, top notch. You can ring up. You actually speak with people, like humans. Not, not, a, not a, a recording service. We've got to dial one, two, three. It is a magnificent company uh, that you guys, um, a service that you provide to the, to the motoring enthusiast. And we really appreciate what you do. Richie, we really appreciate what you've done as well. Thanks for, t what was, what, did I say something funny? No, 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 actually, I'm just looking at the gentleman's T-shirt. On the eighth day, God created a Ford. On the ninth day, he traded it for Holden. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ford versus Holden banter, and if we can keep it friendly and keep yeah. it going, it doesn't matter who's building the cars. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. Most certainly. Exactly right. The place, the place is, or the world, or Australia is not big enough to have infighting between Holden and Ford and you know it's all friendly banter and whatever as well I get that and you know even, even amongst all of the cars here you know when's the last time you saw an FX and a VF together with all the cars in between mm -hmm. and and they're all getting along and you know it's the same same sort of show it's uh it, it's really humbling to see the support that we've got and get everyone out here I, I can't stress that enough thank you to everyone that has attended today thank you to Nick and your team with Talk and Power for no coming on board with us for this show Thank you to Richie for being here on the mic, as you love to do, as you're really good at. And, and thank you again to all of the, the Shannon staff and the volunteers that were here today to make this event possible, because without any of you, this event wouldn't have happened. That's right, yeah. All right, well, thanks, guys. And look, those that are out there that haven't told their story, please, even if you've spoken with Todd or uh, Brendan or James, if you haven't done that, come here. We're going to put it all together. It'll be out in the coming days. But come up to the desk if you haven't told your story. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your story. No story is insignificant. We want to hear everything, all the details. So please come over to the podcast desk before we finish up. Another 50 minutes to go. Cheers. Thank you. All right, gents, uh, look, we'll bring this podcast to an end. Episode 100, what a way to end it. I, I'm really, really proud of, of what you guys have been able to do. Really happy that Shannon's got us along. Josh, down the end there, it's his first time on the microphone on the podcast. Thanks for, thanks for helping out, Josh. And Simon, we need to thank you as well for bringing the... Who would have thought that a VK would become the unicorn? But uh, thanks That's for bringing unbelievable. It and the irony is that that beautiful blue uh, meanie... Mm showed up that was a incredibly original car yeah absolutely magnificent car which probably should have taken pride and place next to the um the via walking shawl yeah yeah but anyway we appreciate your efforts in getting that car here today i know you're up really early at the crack of dawn getting that loaded in the truck and getting that here so we could have a vk commodore for yeah, everyone to enjoy. by the way thanks for giving us a hand with that Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he thought about it and broke out into a sweat. <laughs> I was actually here at 6am. Thanks. Hey, uh, and Richie, thanks for your time as well. Really appreciate it. Thanks for... Oh, it's been a pleasure to be, to be here and be a part of this today. It's been a really unique event. We've seen some great cars. We've, we've heard some great stories. And, 
you know, long live Holden. Yeah, well, it's good to have a professional working for us too. Who? <laughs> 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 Who'd that be? <laughs> you use that term loosely, don't you? No, no, yeah. I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> and Brendan, once again, thanks to you as well for capturing the moment today. Jordan, Jordan's out there somewhere. Uh, and David Turk as well for his efforts yeah, in the photos right. today. The team photo out on the road. We really appreciate that. James, thank you very much. All right, James. Yeah, James. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, James. We really appreciate it. And the team from Shannon's over here as well. Thanks, guys and girls from Shannon's for helping out. The team at Auto One as well. City of Vincent for getting on board with this show as well, allowing us to do it. Main Roads Department. Closing the road, allowing the road closure to take place. Traffic management for closing the road as well. All those involved. I'm sure I've missed someone. I'm really sorry if I have. Uh, thank you for sharing it. 88.5 as well, 88.5 FM. Great gift they've given us here today as well. So really appreciate all their efforts. You know, Nick, I, I, I think that this was an incredible event. Um, considering how quick it all got put together, yep. the turnout was amazing, not just in uh, uh, competitors or, or you know, people displaying their vehicles, but also in spectators. I would have to say that this was bigger than the, um, the GM day, the last one that I went to at Bassadine Oval. Yep. Incredible. Yeah. And, yeah. and the variety of cars, it just, you know, not, well, actually one, one did get missed out, didn't it? Who's? The Holden Apollo. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no Apollo. No Toyota Camry. I don't, I don't know that we, uh, uh, we didn't we didn't spot uh, uh, Holden Camira here. No, there was, no, there was yeah, one. No, yeah, All right, one. I missed that. I was a Camira. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I was going to bring the Camry, but he said yeah. no, don't, <laughs> don't bring it. Don't. What about a Lexus? Oh no, that was a Toyota with it. Sorry, Lex okay. Lexus. I'll go. I'll go back to sleep. I'll have another drink. Yeah. Richie, that was a Lexan. No, no, no. The, <laughs> No, there was the... Lexan. Yeah. Oh, it was Ben Lexan. Yeah, ben Lexan, yes. Yeah. America's right. Cup. It's been a long day and I had a late night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, You guys. knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I knew what... <laughs> hey, Josh, any, uh, any thoughts down there? Any, any closing comments you want to share with us? Uh, firstly, you want to say congratulations for you guys having your 100th podcast. We're really grateful that you decided to do that here live at our event. We're really thankful for coming out. No, thank you. Thanks yeah, I think we were just happy to be invited, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we certainly were. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for all the people who came out, brought out their cars. The weather yeah. was pretty miserable this morning, but they all braved it and came out, and it turned out to be a really good day. Mm. You know, just on that note, uh, one of the cars, one of the people we interviewed, it was, it was only the third time in the history of the vehicle that it had ever been wet. Yeah, that's <laughs> so right. That, yeah, oh, wow. Shows you the importance yeah. of this event. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Hey, listen, can I just ask you two, Nick and, uh, and Gonzo, whenever people start a project, they've always got a goal in mind somewhere where they want it to be. Did you guys, did you guys have a picture of a, of a hundred podcasts you know, when you started doing this? Uh, I... No, not a not hundred, um, but there again, I thought we would... you just got to persist at it, and I know Simon gives up a lot of his time to do this with me, as, and, and so does Todd as well. Todd came on about episode 54, I think he came on. Yeah, that's on, right. And uh, they give up a lot of time, and once we've got these guys on board, um, yeah, I knew we'd probably get... When I first started, no, not a hundred, but now once we cracked the 50, I thought, yeah, definitely. I, I, uh, for me... The big change was um, getting remarried and having the kids mm -hmm. because, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm old, <laughs> like relative to the age of my children. So 
Um, I know that I've only got a limited amount of time that I'm going to be able to spend with them, so I need to kind of juggle this with work and with the family stuff. So it makes it difficult, but, um, you know, I, I think it's a good thing and I think that we, uh, we cover a lot of things on this show. Uh, we, don't, we don't sort of, you know, just do this or just do that. And we, we try... The important thing that we try and do is we try and uh, get more people involved in things and let them know that there's things out there. And, you know, during the course of the day, I had a lot of people um, come up and comment on that, that they didn't realise there were these events and the other events and so on. And it was only through our podcast and through the radio show that they became aware of it. So um, I'd like to think that we can do a thousand episodes. Well, I hope so. But anyway, look, <laughs> congratulations uh, to you guys on uh, 100 episodes. And, and hey, I really do hope that you get to 1,000. No, we certainly hope so too, Richie. And uh, thanks for your help today. We really appreciate Cheers. it. Thanks to Shannon's. Thanks to Brendan. Thanks to everyone that helped us out. Well, on that bombshell, we'll end this one here. And uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for helping me out. We couldn't get to 100 without you two, that's for sure. Oh, well, thank you. So, and yeah, where, where's the champagne? <laughs> We'll have that at our Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll cut it right there. Thanks for tuning in. All right. See you later. Tower, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.